Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Singapore's most influential radio station, and I'm Michelle Martin. I love inviting real investors with real insights onto Money and Me. He's created a privately held IT services company with 15,000 global employees and a presence in 29 countries. We're speaking with Naveen Kumar this morning, founder and CEO of Nitio Infotech Services, for his view on the latest market news. How was your weekend, Naveen? It was great. Uh- Thank you very much, Michelle, for inviting me in Money FM. And very good morning. It's a sunny morning in Singapore to all the listeners. Well, great. Money Wonderful. Great to have you on. All right, Naveen, uh, you know, Money Me is all about servicing investors. I wonder if you can give us a sense of what's in your portfolio and how it's been faring in this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody uh, is facing this particular crisis in this pandemic. Uh, the markets are lower. Uh, there's a lot of productivity loss because of the a lot of countries are locked down. Uh, the portfolios are doing okay uh, in some of the tech stocks where we invest. And, uh, you know, there are uh, stocks which are not doing well. Too. There are sectors which are not doing well. For example, oil and gas. Uh, some of the sectors like airlines, which is totally not doing well for us. All right. What are key opportunities that you see are still available for investors in today's market? I think uh, one of the key opportunity uh, is uh, tech, where I think there is a very good upside. If you would have seen uh, some of the world's largest companies, the Apple, the, you know, uh, talks of Microsoft, mm. they've dipped down, but they have come back. But mm. there's a great opportunity, I think, in the tech sector. I think the next level of retail, e-commerce, uh, is on the verge of uh, very, very good uh, growth. Mm-hmm. I think those are the sectors where I'm very positive that there is a great, uh, great upside coming forward. We're going to get closer into uh, those two points, tech and e-commerce. And just so I'll take a look at Google and uh, chipmaker TSMC in just a bit. But first, key news today, oil prices fell again. U.S. crude today down more than 8% to below 17 U.S. dollars a barrel. That's fresh multi-year low despite a major deal to cut output as the COVID pandemic throttles demand. West Texas Intermediate, the U.S. benchmark down 8.16% to um, about 16.78 a barrel in early Asian trade this morning. International benchmark Brent 0.14% lower at around 28 U.S. dollars per barrel. So oil markets have plunged to near two-decade lows in recent weeks, given the travel restrictions and the lockdowns. And we now have a sign of how the recent plunge in oil prices is affecting the corporate world. The Hin Leong Group, which is Singapore's oil trading giant, is in financial trouble. It owes $3 billion U.S. dollars to a clutch of banks, including DBS, OCBC and UOB. There are reports that the company has plans to raise cash and hold off creditors. A question for you, Naveen, is you know, what are the chances that Hin Leong goes down? And if it does, how big of an impact do you think this could have on the banking sector? I think the total exposure, as you rightly mentioned, is about three billion US dollars, which is about four, four and a half billion uh, you know, overall Singapore dollars. Uh and it is the largest uh, creditor uh, to them, if I'm not mistaken, is HSBC, you know, which has most exposure of 600 million odd dollars. Uh, 
I think uh, each bank will be getting definitely a haircut uh, in my view, but uh, it won't affect to a very large extent the bank's balance sheet because mm-hmm. these are very very strong local banks. You would have seen the uh, historic profits of DBS Bank for the whole year. Uh, so maybe 200, 300, 400 million won't affect each one of these banks to a larger extent in my view. But yeah, the uh, Hin Leong is a story of uh, you know a giant coming down. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's take a look at uh, the tech companies and use the example of Google. You know, is, is the key here for investors who are looking for opportunities? You know, looking for companies that will we that are resilient, that are going to be able to survive what is happening. If you look at Google's parent company, Alphabet, it says it's going to significantly slow down hiring for the rest of the year. Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai listing a few reasons in addition to the obvious, the COVID nineteen pandemic. He says there are delays in acquiring essential equipment for new employees like laptops and security keys. There are challenges in getting new team members up to speed. So if Google, which is such a huge tech company, is facing problems like this, what does it mean for other companies that just don't have the economic clout? Should investors be looking at tech companies you know, that have resilience to get through this pandemic? And, and what, what exactly should they be looking for? Yep. Uh, first of all, my comment on Google, I was very surprised that you know, they're slowing down. I think this is the time to get the best tech people mm. with you and, you know, develop something very, very new which can face these kinds of challenges and address the markets. Uh, you know, in, in my view, uh, tech is not slowing down. This is, this is my bit. My, uh, you know, globally, we are working in 29 countries. We work in 18 countries in Asia. And I'll tell you, Singapore example, in the month of April alone, we are hiring about 40 to 50 people. Mm-hmm. This is the lockdown period. And I see good growth of tech. This is the right time. Nikyo has come up with a very, very good platform, which can measure real-time productivity while you are remote working. And it gives the entire dashboard, for example, uh, to all the uh, managers who would like to see uh, how my remote work is done by all the employees. So these things require huge investment, and this is the time to invest onto tech. Now, we're set to have another sign of how the tech sector is faring amidst this crisis. Major chipmaker TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, is due to open its books for the first quarter of the year in an earnings call. Now, TSMC is a key supplier for Apple. It is a key supplier for Huawei. How are its orders from Apple and how do you think it's managing the risk of U.S. sanctions on Huawei? Yep, uh I think it is more of political side of it. Uh, if you see, TSMC is doing about 12% of its global revenue with Huawei, which is significant mm. in my view. And, you know, as more and more chip-making equipment companies out of U.S. are restricting the likes of uh, TSMCs not to supply to, uh, you know, the entire gamut, of uh, Huawei, uh, it, is, it is a very, very big risk from their revenue point of view. While if you see uh, Huawei has eventually grown up and they are doing their entire chip design with the 
company called High Silicon, which is owned by Huawei, mm-hmm. and they are shifting more of the work to SMIC, which has no restriction in terms of any one of the US sanction because it is uh, it's a Chinese company. So while TSMC uh, is trying to get the more and more revenue on iPhone because of the surge in demand for iPhone. If you've seen uh, 2019 and early part of 2020, uh, on the other side, they are definitely going to lose onto uh, the Huawei business, in my view. All right, so TSMC sinking even further this morning. Uh, last traded at 303.5. Taiwan dollars down 0.98%. Now let's take a look at what's happening in the U.S. and how COVID-19 is affecting financial institutions. Bank of America and Citigroup both saying that their profits sank more than 40% in the first quarter of this year. J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, they've reported even steeper drops in profits, Naveen. All four banks are now setting aside billions billions of dollars to offset potentially bad loans. So given what you know, would you buy shares of U.S. banks now? No, I'll, I'll stay away right now. I think more bad news needs to come. Uh, you would have seen the 22 million people without jobs. They filed for their, uh, you know, adult system. So I, I would I would stay away. I think uh, in the midterm, uh, I'm not bullish about the U.S. banks at all. All right. Now, in the midst of this crisis, Apple says it's unveiling a new iPhone. I don't know if you're an iPhone user, Naveen. Yes, I, I heard the uh, FP, the younger <laughs> version. Of, yeah. yeah, so it's going to sell for about 400 US dollars. Uh, that's 40% less than the most affordable iPhone 11, 40% less. That's big. Company officials say they were planning to roll out their iPhone SE long before the pandemic. The lower price seems like a good idea given these current economic times. So how do you think this new phone is going to be received? Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm not too sure about the timing is right or not. Mm. But if you see uh, from the developing market point of view, uh, you know, this is a very good phone uh, and it is at the right price. And they are targeting uh, countries which are developing countries so that masses uh, can take uh, against Xiaomi or Vivo. That is the range where they spend 400 to $600. And now they can get an iPhone uh, with that price range. So it is to edge on the competition like Xiaomi, for example, in Asia. They, they would like to target, uh, in my view, the customers which are buying Xiaomi today at six hundred dollars so they can buy at $400 the iPhone SE. We're speaking with Naveen Kumar, founder and CEO of Nitio Infotech, a privately held IT service company with a presence in 29 countries. This is Money and Me. I'm inviting real investors with real insights onto the shows. Naveen, let's uh, get your sense of you know how people can weigh a portfolio at a time like this, given where we are. Some say you know there's a flattening of the COVID curve in parts of the world. Others, you know, still say that's in dispute, uh, given the numbers that we're seeing here in Singapore, perhaps. So when it comes to weighing, weighting a portfolio, what should investors be looking at? I think it should be a very balanced uh, portfolio uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the money market instruments, uh, the equities, as well as the debt. Uh, so if I need to balance, I would go 40, 30, 30 in my view. That would be the right uh, you know, portfolio which I would like to balance it with.
So cash is also king. There are opportunities which will come uh, in the near future where you can invest more into equities or debt instruments uh, as we as we proceed and see rest of the year. All right, let's take a look at the sector very popular with investors here in Singapore for what pre-COVID was, you know, um, seen as an instrument that led to very regular dividends. Singapore REITs, they've raised their leverage limit, the Real Estate Investment Trust. This provides more headroom for their balance sheet and flexibility, along with a new interest coverage ratio. How do you think this is going to impact the REIT sector and stocks? This is news that just broke last Thursday. Yeah, uh, temporarily, I think uh, REITs might be getting some degree because there are a lot of malls which are closed. There are a lot of commercial activities which are on halt. There are, uh, you know, large REIT companies which might get temporarily, you know, uh, halt onto their economic activities and to their balance sheet. Mm. But on the longer term, I'm I'm very positive uh, in the midterm and long term for the REITs in Singapore. I'm I'm definitely positive on that. What what is feeling your optimism? Uh, I think the economic activity will take place. Uh, Singapore REITs is very very safe instrument. It is as safe as gold. Mm. It's a gold standard REITs uh, in Singapore, and it's a very well mature, well advanced market to handle a temporary kind of uh, you, know, uh, you know setbacks. Economic setbacks. Mm. All right, let's turn our attention to uh, what was breaking news a couple of minutes ago. China cutting its lending rate today, Naveen, for the second time this year by 20 basis points for its one-year loan prime rate and 10 basis points for its five-year loan prime rate. Do you think that this is going to spur markets? And how do you think cutting the rates are going to ease investors who are cash-strapped? Is it going to have an impact? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you see uh, among all the Asian economies, uh, you know, China is the least impacted from the market point of view mm. because they, are, they were the one uh, which got the COVID problem first, but they were able to open the market also very quickly uh, by controlling the pandemic. Now, adding liquidity always helps and uh, reducing their GDP data was not great. And that's the reason I think their move uh, in a very short term, uh, you know, to reduce the uh, rate further. And it will definitely add liquidity. And if you see in midterm to long term, I'm long on China. They do have the capability rebound back. All right. Now, speaking of, uh, you know, step back and taking a look at, at the rest of the world, the IMF has predicted that the world is very likely to experience the worst recession since the Great Depression of 1930s. The IMF forecasting that China could lead this recovery and that some of Asia's larger economies are likely to narrowly avoid recession this year and are poised to bounce back strongly in 2021. This if COVID-19 is contained. What is your reading for what this could mean for Singapore? I think Singapore, uh, on a mid to long term, uh, is a great investment destination. Uh, in, in, in the short term, there might be trouble uh, in next three to six months. But as a uh, pandemic gets settled, as the economic activity gets back on track, I think uh, Singapore is a great destination for long-term investment point of view. So if you're a long investor, uh, you can wait for 18 to 24 months. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely, you should be long on most of the stocks back in Singapore as well as REITs in Singapore. 
If we take a look at uh, come back to home, Singapore's manufacturing sector has been hit hard. The Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, showing a contraction in March for the second month in the row. This is its lowest level uh, since the 2009 Great Recession. It skirted this level. Do you think that the support packages that we've seen the government unveil is going to help prop up this, in, this sector? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a very good example. We work, again, in 18 markets in Asia. Mm-hmm. Singapore is the only country uh, where we got our package and grant for us. We have a large tech force here. Mm-hmm. We employ about 1,500 employees in Singapore. And we got before the month ends where we need to pay. So I think the package which Singapore government has given is one of the best packages if we compare worldwide. Even in U.S., uh, where we have a, the largest tech force, we haven't got even a, you know, any idea about what package is you know, getting back to us because the calculation is so complicated. But, but in case of Singapore, they are able to give us the package at the right time, and that helps the entire industry in a big way that gives us very good heads way to you know, prepare for next one to two quarters and we exactly know how it is going to impact our company. Now, coming to manufacturing sector, yes, there is definitely halt in the activity. But as we settle this COVID problem, uh, and as we go uh, onto the flattened curve and lockdown is over, I think we'll see you know, good activity in that sector too. I'm speaking with Naveen Kumar, who's CEO and founder of Nitio Infotech Services, 15,000 global employees for this privately held IT services company, which has a presence in 29 countries. Um, Naveen, you know, we love a good success story, an entrepreneurial success story here on Money and Me as well. I understand that you built this company pretty much by yourself and, and quite impressive that you've managed to actually acquire a company during lockdown purely by working from home. Is that right? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, we, we recently had a very good acquisition in Malaysia, uh, a, a very uh, niche company which we bought, which is working in ERP, SAP space. Yes, we, we bought it about uh, three weeks back. Uh, purely working from home. Yeah. So, so really impressive. So when you started this company, what were you looking at the horizon for that other people weren't seeing when it comes to problem solving in this industry? What problems were you trying to solve? So when I started the firm back in 2006 in Princeton, New Jersey, where we are globally headquartered, mm-hmm. I, I see a huge opportunity in getting the entire modeling done in the credit and risk space in the banking. So that was a very, very big uh, area which was uh, not a lot of banks in u.s were not able to solve so we started the company by addressing basel II norms in credit and market risk so that was the opportunity and the problem which we sold and that has taken us uh, you know a leadership position in u.s within two years we were working with six of the top banks in u.s in resolving their problem of risk and you know that is where we expanded and then we gone from there to London, to Singapore, and then today we are in 29 countries. Impressive. When it comes to fintech and what's next, what's on the horizon when you look forward? I think uh, fintech in general is disrupted in all the areas, if you see, you know, of banking. But I think the most disruptive is uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, 
and the entire digitization you know which is happening in the banks mm-hmm. so those are the three areas i think which is disrupting the entire banking and fintech space um to a better use uh, for the end customers all right and your final message to investors who are listening into money and me today great uh i think uh, you need to take a very cautious view in the short term but mid term to long term i think china singapore india these are great markets to invest on and certain sectors in us i am very bullish like tech i am very bullish back in us so those are the sectors uh, which are in mid to long term are there specific sectors in tech in the us that you're looking at specific companies like you know the netflixes the facebooks the amazons or are you looking beyond that yeah i think any anything you uh, you choose in sank uh, is is a good investment in my view the the whole gamut uh, the alibaba is also listed back in us so uh, i think facebook uh, amazon is doing very well Netflix is doing very well. The whole fang group beside that I'm very bullish about all the cloud computing companies. Uh I'm very uh, bullish that Workday, Salesforce.com, those are the companies which are not in that particular group but they are they are also having very very good uh, mid to long term future. Great insights for investors. Thank you for joining us. That's Naveen Kumar, founder and CEO of Nitio Infotech Services, joining me this morning in Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.